Welcome to Tech Insights from Infotech Research Group, the podcast where our team of expert analysts cut through all the noise and focus on what really matters for technology leaders. If you've heard about Amazon Sidewalk this past week, it's probably through an article that explains how you should opt out of the new feature, which goes live on June 8. Amazon plans to share your internet with neighbors, proclaims one headline. But what is Amazon Sidewalk? And why did Amazon think it was a good idea to have owners of Amazon Echoes and Ring cameras automatically enrolled? Well, Amazon Sidewalk is a mesh network. It turns some of the connected devices you already own into a network gateway. But it's not a Wi-Fi gateway. It's using the 900 megahertz frequency range, which we call the LoRa network. That's L-O-R-A for long range. Why would it do this? Well, Amazon wants you to enable more features for those connected devices around your home and out in your yard. Yes, maybe even out on the sidewalk. It wants you to track down your lost items and have a connected tile device on them. It could even help you find a lost pet or maybe even a person with dementia that's in your care. You could use it to control your devices at home, even when your internet service is disconnected. The security and privacy concerns, though, are real. The big picture is a bit more complicated than what some of these articles out there might have you believe. To work through it all, I have two guests with me today on Tech Insights. We are joined by friend of the show, Alexander Blanc. Welcome, Alex. Hi, really happy to join for a second time. Great to have you here. Alex is a cybersecurity expert and a virtual CISO for hire. And we also have here an Infotech security analyst, Isaac Kinsella. Hi, Isaac. Hi, Brian. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me on the first time. Pleasure to be here. That's right. Okay. Hello. So let's get started. I want to hear if you guys have any Amazon devices at home. And I would ask you if you're planning to opt out of this, but we're all in Canada here, and this is a feature that's only rolling out in the U.S. right now. So let's go with the hypothetical. Uh, would you recommend opting, opting out of this service? Alex, I'll start with you. All right. So I guess you know me, privacy, paranoid guy. So for me, yes, that's like opt out. But um, the question was, do I have such device at home? No, I don't. I don't have any sp smart thing at home. I have some uh, speakers or Wi-Fi stuff that would support the you know, Alexa thing, but I didn't enable it because I really value my privacy. So I kind of isolate everything and I don't want that to spy on me. So on my side, uh, and we would, we'd go into the discussion a bit more because you said, you know, Wi-Fi is shared, but someone, I, I read a nice article that say, it's not about the bandwidth. It's not about stealing bandwidth for cloud use. You know, they don't need that. It's more about where can go, what can go wrong with that. So right. first thing, no, I, I just say opt out and then do your risk assessment. And if you think that the value proposition is higher than the risk it brings, then you may opt in because it's a, it's a free world, you know? I like that. You're sort of turning the tables on Amazon saying, I'm going to opt out first and then make the decision about whether I want to participate or not. Okay, good approach. Isaac, what about you? How do you approach it? Uh, I'm, I'm of a similar vein of thought. So I... I do have, I think, an Alexa, but I don't think it's ever been plugged in or utilized. Uh, oh. I'm kind of in the same vein where I think it was a gift that was given to me, but I'm a little bit more paranoid as to what what it's going to be used for or what it's listening in on. So for me, it, it would be an immediate, yeah, opt out. 
Um, I, I think it's curious or it's, it's, it's at least somewhat telling that um, the feature is, is already automatically opt in. So I always think of that. That's a concern for me right off the bat. Um, so either maybe from Amazon's perspective, maybe they know that they won't get people to buy into this sort of idea if they if they have it on an opt in basis. Um, and for myself, I, I would say, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to have that. Um, I wouldn't want to be opted into that if, if I had the choice. So for me, it's an easy, easy opt out. Right. Okay. So for myself, I don't have any Alexa devices uh, plugged in today. I'm a Google Assistant type of person. So I have several Google Assistant devices throughout my home. So I guess they're not in a mesh network that I'm aware of right now. I do have a an Ecobee light switch in this room with me right now uh, that uh, is Alexa enabled. But I checked and Ecobee says that its devices are not included in Amazon Sidewalk at this time. So if you're an Ecobee owner like me, you can know that out there that you don't have to worry about this, at least not yet. Um, so Alex, you raised the security angle of this. Uh, and most of these devices I know are in people's homes, but for our listeners, uh, they should know that there will be some offices out there using Echo devices or maybe even ring cameras for security. Uh, I could see that happening in like a small office type of situation. So we do have corporate networks to consider here. Uh, run through the concerns of Sidewalk for me. Yeah, so um, first of all, if you find these smart stuff in the corporate environment, it's kind of a tricky thing. And even now with the work from home stuff, you know, just overall the smart speaker, because when we work as an organization or as individual, we do sign NDAs, like non-disclosure agreement. So just the fact that you have a device that is designed to record 24-7 in the room is like breaking the NDA. You can't sign an NDA with something that is sending the data away. So that, that's the first point. So that, that, that's just the smart speaker side of things. Second thing that uh, we have from the security standpoint is, as we said, it's, I'm not worried about the bandwidth stealing because that's not a big deal. I understand the feature and why they do that. You know, they want your device, like the, the, the option they're going to sell you is like the Apple thingy. You know, uh, you, have, you can locate your device, but if you, at, you attach that to the, the cat, you know, uh, stuff and the cat run away to the next home, it's out of range of your network. So they want that thing to have the capability to be located on external network, you know, further away. So in their mind, you know, a couple of bits sent on another network, it's not that, that of a big deal. Now, obviously you have security, you have protocol communication, you know, data communication embedded in the device. So this is where it's gonna turn uh, uh, to be an issue because we, you know, they focus on time to market. They do not focus on privacy. And two things that raise that concern. First of all, they did enforce that thing to be enabled by default. So when you get that enabled by default, you know, it's like you don't care that much about your user privacy or their, their opinion or, or whatever, that you start just by enabling it. And just because you get that first step forcing that thing, you know, what else is going to be after all? You know, they feel free to enable it. So then, you know, they can be free to take all the data, you know, who cares at this point? Because we do what we want. You know, I always say like the cloud is above the low or big tech is above the lows, but that's an example, uh, you know? Uh, so. That's my worry uh, at first, the side of the privacy thing. So in organization, 
uh, we already know that, uh, you know, um, we saw so many attacks on smart speakers that was like that sonar attack with ultrasound that you could reach the device and trigger action. So if people put like the the thing to connect with the door lock, you know, the smart door lock and the, and the camera and you remotely open the door through, through this kind of attack, that's a big issue. It can be used as a backdoor on the network. And my worry is that you bridge a new network for which the network security as we know it is not designed to protect from. So basically your uh, smart device is used as a gateway for another communication protocol, let's call it, you know, industrial control in a way, to the IP network. But it's all going to be masqueraded as your device. So basically what we're worried about, having the smart device being a backdoor on your network, it's actually a backdoor on your network. It is it. So, <laughs> so It's designed now, to be that, yes. Yes. So on corporate network, when you have some security, uh, that's that's a big deal. Now, when we speak about home network and privacy, you know, I, I'm always screaming, this is bad, it's an extra backdoor. But like more than 90% of home consumer router are not safe. It's not patched, it's not properly uh, secure, there is no password, there is no audit, nothing. So you, you can think that, you know, anyway, home network is already a mess. <laughs> but then that's, you know, with the COVID thing, like everybody went working from home. And that, that's a big issue because we have working computer in a home environment that is already not safe. And now we open an extra door. We had the internet door and now we have that thing. So sure, low bandwidth capacity due to the to the design of the device itself because it's a low voltage itself. But you know, we are going to discover much more. And it's, it doesn't require a lot to pull um, a token ID of Wi-Fi authentication or to push an information through a buffer overflow on that kind of device. So it can just like, it's, it's a little lock on the door that you may be able to unlock and open the door. And then you open the door to the Wi-Fi, which is much faster and even more. So that would be my take at first. <laughs> okay, a lot of good concerns listed there. And we'll get into what Amazon says it's doing for security in a moment. But Isaac, anything to add to that first? Yeah, I would say Alex covered a lot of the points that I was I was worried about myself. I would say, in, in in maybe from a different perspective, something else that we could look at is what what is the what is the end game for Amazon here? So this isn't a process that's 100% altruistic. Amazon's a billion dollar company. They're getting something from this, and it's not just as they put in their white paper. We're not just enhancing the network for someone. There is some end game here that has either not been disclosed or it's not transparent yet. And again, for me, that's part of why the opt-out would be there as an obvious answer, because you're signing on to a future that you don't know is secure. Um, and so with anything like that, we've talked about this, I think, in, in uh, previous items that I've looked at, is the, the, the concept of creeping permissions. So we've got our foot in the door with something, and it's okay, and it's seen as permissible. What's the next thing where we can crank it up slightly? What's something else that we can do to add a little bit more to that? So something like this, to me, this immediately set off red flags when I saw it, because I, I think, okay, well, if this is the one, the, the first step, well, where, where does the next step go? And again, while Amazon can claim to be, you know, oh, we're in, in the spirit of altruism and, and corporate community and all of that sort of stuff, I feel like there's more to the story that's not being told, particularly in an age where information itself is more valuable than some natural commodities. So what they're going to be gaining from this um, isn't transparent right now. And for me, that that just that just screams red flags and it screams no for me. <laughs> yeah. What I th like about what you guys are raising here is that if Amazon is willing to just opt you into this network and uh, introduce this feature, what how could it change the feature 
in the future. We don't really know all of the answers or the roadmap for it yet. And Isaac, just quickly there, you said Amazon is a billion dollar company. So of course it's a trillion dollar company, which I know you meant. And then when you say trillion dollar, you also have to raise your pinky to your mouth and that's the correct pronunciation of it. Um, but let's hear, you know, for Amazon side of the security, um, you consider um, that it's put out this white paper and it, it's tried to uh, put our minds at ease by talking about triple layer encryption. And Amazon says, well, we can't spy on what's happening in your network. The encryption key keeps data separate from what we can know about it. And your neighbor also can't see it. So the encryption means that only you can really access the data. And Alex, I see you laughing. So just go ahead and tell me, uh, does are you, is that put your mind at ease? I guess not. Yeah, I mean... We can't spy what's happening on your network. We can do that, but we can connect anything we want on it. You know, that, that's that's like that, that's just crazy. This is mm -hmm. lying in your face, like saying you cannot see anything, but you actually hook anything you want, even the neighborhood, to your own network. That's just a pile of lie. You you <laughs> cannot pretend you don't see. This is this is not. Yeah, they might have some kind of encryption in between the device communication and the head of stuff. So no one can actually sniff the traffic between the device and the token. But that, that said, you know, just give it some time, like the Apple thing, it, it took like three weeks until something broke the, the encryption on that thing. So this this is lie, this is a lie. So, and we already know, uh, you know, um, the smart speaker are used for, uh, uh, you know, they made a case to justify the recording, uh, the unwill, unwilling recording uh, that it was for um, a domestic violence case where they use the recording of the smart speaker to as a proof uh, when you get uh, people that are actually caught doing that stuff while the device was not supposed to record. So we know for a fact that there is already abuse of the feature with the device accidentally recording stuff, you know, but it's accidentally recording 24-7 in a way. And so that's that's my point to the the extreme side. You know, you can have some triggers. The machine is extremely smart and powerful. It's like it's a full computer. So stating that you cannot spy on the network is a lie. You can that that device, the the smart speaker, whatever you connected on your Wi-Fi, has the technical capability to do it. Now it's a contractual agreement. You know, it's like cloud. They can do if they want, but they say they don't now. Did anyone read the contract about that? Because most contracts, even in your cloud, smart speaker and stuff, say that you grant the full right to access the stuff for automated treatment because when you need it, they need to have this right to do. But they then extend that right for unlimited use because you know it's required to operate. There is no real limitation and boundaries in that. Mm -hmm. So I'm afraid that when we see this kind of thing, and, and you know, they feel the need to tell that it promises that it can't spy on what's happening. What's that? It, I mean, it, it, it is or it isn't. There is no promise there. I mean, that's technical. You have a separated VLAN and you don't you don't see anything. But the fact is, it can. So I have an issue with that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And uh, just to explain for what Amazon wants us to think, like you raised the example there of Amazon going, getting that court request, getting the law enforcement request uh, about a recording of um, uh, Alexa data. And of course, we know that Amazon does 
record some of those. That's another thing you can opt out of, by the way, in your Alexa settings, um, to have those recorded for quality assurance purposes. And I'm using quotes there for our listeners. Um, but uh, what Amazon is saying about Sidewalk is that there's no recording, right? So if I'm using my Tile device and I see that my cat collar is uh, actually hiding in, in the backyard bush, and that's data that's only relayed to me, that Amazon wouldn't have that GPS data. So I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's what Amazon says, right? So uh, just to explain to listeners, you know, here's here's how they're presenting it. But I want to move on, guys, to the privacy aspects of this, because forget security, forget like what could happen if the, the security process that's laid out for, before us doesn't work, right? And the bad guys get into the network. What about the privacy aspects of this, which we're touching on a little bit of here already. And um, I do want to make a point that a lot of media that I'm seeing covering Amazon Sidewalk focus on this idea that it's going to share your bandwidth. Uh, and I just want to point out the facts of how much bandwidth we're talking about. And of course, this is what Amazon says will be the situation as of June 8, right? So the speed uh, of the connection to the server is capped at 80 kilobits per second, uh, which is quite slow. Now, even physically on the 900 megahertz bandwidth or the 900 megahertz spectrum, understand that bandwidth, can't, you just don't have that much bandwidth. So you couldn't really move much faster than that already. Um, so you can't stream video, for example, and probably not even really good audio. Uh, and then we have a, a monthly data cap of 500 megabytes, and that would be like 10 minutes of streaming Netflix, for example. So I'm not really, so I'd be really surprised if you could possibly get to 500 megabytes out, out, out of this, what, what's being provided and what sort of device communications are happening here. So I just want to make, like, I don't think this is really about me having to give up my bandwidth or anything. I don't think that's going to be the issue for a vast majority of um, Amazon users. Maybe if you're on an extremely limited data plan, like, uh, and, and you have some Amazon devices in your home, you would uh, want to consider turning those off. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the the... The question is is less, I think, in, in at least in my mind, that the the privacy is is the issue. I, I think it's important to look at well, what are the devices that are actually being targeted by this this program? So, um, they're they're looking at home home devices and extending those ranges for those home devices. So it, when I when I originally saw that, I, I read and I thought, well, am I going to be walking around with my Alexa in my backpack through the neighborhood? Like it, it, it's a it's a it's a purpose that doesn't make sense to me. I don't follow their logic of trying to extend those. Now, for let's say for a camera network or losing the Wi-Fi connectivity, sure. But those are very niche scenarios. And I think the general applicability of what they're looking to expand this out to doesn't concur with what it's asking for. So the risk analysis, as Alex had said, for me, it doesn't equate out to what the benefits are that I'm actually gaining from using this system. Uh, so for me, it's less of a privacy concern. Um, obviously, if there's some sort of malicious act or breach within that, then obviously privacy does come into it. So what do they have access to? Um, but for this, the the data that's potentially liable here is is on the on a different spectrum than let's say let's um look at like the ring cameras when the, when those were breached. So 
we're looking at you know who who's coming into the house, who's leaving the house, all of that sort of communications. This is looking at more, um, particularly for the cases that they're looking at, is information that one, they probably already have access to um, already. So those systems and structures are already there. They already have that. If they're eavesdropping on the conversations, it's already there. So it's not gonna extend any privacy issues that aren't already existing. Um, and so, so for anything else from there, for me, it, the privacy aspect is fairly minimal. I'm more worried about, again, the end game and the security that, that comes associated with that. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Any other thoughts, Alex? Well, uh, that, that, you know, it's like we gave up on privacy, but I, I did not. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my, uh, my, my, you know, I, I don't like these aspect of things. And there is something else, you know, I, I did write that uh, in a comment of one of the posts, like, there is a security aspect of thing, but also they say that if your Wi-Fi goes down, it will allow the ring camera, the security camera, to connect to the neighbor one to maintain the remote service. So I wonder how you can maintain that with such a claim low bandwidth. So to me, it's maybe it's not going to be the protocol itself that's going to be used, but it might hook the device to the neighbor Wi-Fi. It, that means it will share the credential to the device itself because you need bandwidth. I mean, that thing is an HD camera. So it, it pretends that it will maintain the security service while your Wi-Fi is down. Th that, that's a red flag. That's that's five, six megabits a gone, uh, connectivity to get a live feed of your stuff. So yes, we are sharing the Wi-Fi password. Okay, fine. So that's more bandwidth than defined. But I have another issue with that is that it means that it's going to share the authentication token either relate, you know, it, it doesn't have to share your Wi-Fi password, but it could be that these devices have um, um, access point capability, could be as well, you know, more than just the wireless uh, low uh, long range uh, network. And what happened is when this is exploited by a threat actor or, you know, uh, skip kitty in the neighborhood or, or a really bad guy that's doing two very illegal sites, they could hook and use that connection to use your home connection, which is already no, not super secured, but let's assume that this is an extra foot in and do very bad stuff, you know, doing like child porn stuff, which is totally like ergle. And you may end as the owner of the internet connection mm. be seen from your home access as someone going to this kind of content. So that's opening a liability issue. You see, you see the, the point? And more than just uh, you didn't secure. And there are many low cases where it has been tried to prove that there is the duty of the home owner to be in charge of securing its own network. And then the liability is kind of not easy to drop if someone hack your Wi-Fi and go doing illegal thing, you know? So there is a lot of data correlation and proof to be brought on that. So I have an issue with that because how about we got a nice new network of you know, active IoT device, a lot of them, that will allow cross connection, you know, and, and, and then what's gonna happen for uh, your network activity, but not for a bandwidth ceiling standpoint, for a liability issue. That's that's where I wanna raise the, the flag as well. Yeah, you know, you lay out some worst case scenarios there, Alex, which I think is fair, right? But I'm sort of wondering how likely is that attack route going to come up? Will this be the easiest route to do what uh, you're, you're saying uh, that in that scenario, if I'm the attack, if I'm that bad guy, 
that wants to access the illegal materials, is this really going to be the easiest route? And the bandwidth would be so bad anyway. Uh, so I'd have to find the loophole, find the breakthrough, the encryption, like access the internet through that uh, point. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, maybe it's possible. I'm not saying it's not. Uh, hackers figure this stuff out all the time, but I'm just wondering if it's higher risk than other methods that already exist out there. So, uh, but fair enough to, to put out the worst case scenarios and get people thinking about what could the consequences be, right? Um, and I do want to get back to this idea of the mesh networks uh, with the time we have left here today, because uh, I do I think it's important to make the point that Amazon Sidewalk is not the first mesh network that's sort of being pushed upon us, and we're already living with these sort of things. And uh, corporations are also already benefiting from the connected devices in your home. All right, and let me sort of lay out a few examples of this. So first of all, when it comes to sharing your Wi-Fi with your neighbor. Uh, in the U.S., we have Comcast, which is literally doing this already. So since 2014, it's used the Xfinity browned routers, the ones it sells to consumers to, to have in their homes to connect to the Internet. Those create public Wi-Fi hotspots. So it's literally uh, selling you a router that's also creating a public Wi-Fi connection that's from your home router. So think about that. And, and to this day... You have to opt out of that if you're an Xfinity customer. So unless you do that, you're, you're opted in automatically. And then we have Apple. And just a few weeks ago, Apple released its AirTags to the market. And that's just like the tile devices that will work with Amazon Sidewalk. And what Apple did there was it turned the Find My iPhone feature, which is on everybody's devices, into a radar that can search for these AirTags. So it's strange how nobody was complaining uh, about that, and Apple didn't take, you know, offer us uh, the the opportunity to to really opt out of that. I, I think you can, but it's not even notifying customers that that is a feature that that, that was added. Uh, so I'd say that's even worse than Amazon, which did send out a notification to its U.S. Amazon customers about this. Finally, one more here. If you've ever used Google's location services on your Android phone or on your iPhone, then you've used a mesh network because Google has mapped out all the Wi-Fi access points in your neighborhood. Yes, the one in your home. And that's what it uses to provide more accurate location services uh, beyond GPS. Okay, guys, so I laid out a few things there. I guess I'll say, what's the big deal? Amazon is just doing what everybody else does. So is it really decreasing our security or privacy? Sure. Um, I think there, there's two important points that you brought up there, Brian. So one would be um, optics. So one, it's, Amazon is, is, is a monolith in that regard. And so anything that they do is going to be highly scrutinized no matter what. Now, as you rightly point out, Apple didn't necessarily have that same sort of scrutiny to it. Um, that brings up the other sort of component of it, which is, okay, well, what is the technology that's being targeted with it? And again, I, I go back to um, if, let's say, uh, Amazon Sidewalk was just targeting tile-based systems, I would say 100% I agree. That makes sense for it to be asking for that sort of permission on a network. However, because it's including these other devices within that permission ask, I feel that it's not warranted to be to be doing that. And so 
that might be why people are having a little bit more of a visceral reaction to it because it seems like it's asking for too much again for what it's giving back um so for uh, Google or, or Apple tiles, those have a purpose for which you can understand. And you can, you can basically when, when we are opting into these permissions, you can understand the rationale behind them. Again, I go back to the point, I don't understand Amazon's rationale for the additional devices. Again, if it was just simply a tile-based device, I would say, you know what, this is a moot discussion. You're 100% right. They're doing exactly what every other industry has been doing. Okay, so you feel like Amazon's scope is just reaching a little bit beyond what's already happened here. Yeah, I think it's it's pushing the boundaries and then maybe in a, in a, even in a little bit of a questionable way, I think, as Alex has pointed out. Okay. Yeah, and I want to add that it's not exactly the same thing, you know, as the other example that we cited. Mm -hmm. Like speaking about the Xfinity band sharing the Wi-Fi, that was the same thing in Europe with free. But what happened there is usually the... Uh, uh, internet provider, the ISP, is splitting the two networks. You know, the guest Wi-Fi can be identified by the ISP, so they know who's the, what's the customer doing and what's the free Wi-Fi user doing. They can actually see mm -hmm. the difference. So from a responsibility standpoint, uh, that's something you can understand. Now, there is the bandwidth issue, but I would also assume that they can identify the use of the guest and the use of yourself. So unless you have a real performance issue, you should not be impacted this way. Now, there is a security issue, and it's fine to be able to, to disable. In regard to um, Google using the Wi-Fi for location, I, I would not call that a mesh network. In the way, it's not using the connectivity of the SSID. The way they do it when you get the Google Street car, you know, taking the picture of the car, they record the GPS location and the SSID that they can see around. They, right. Well, they've been caught hacking into the networks and, and abusing that stuff. But the, the locations, that, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the location system would just work like there is these SSIDs seen at that GPS location so basically, it's just um, the SSID is enough to get the location and database is pulled from Google and, and that's it because SSID barely move. So it's not like using the network per se, aside of the abuse that have been, you know, <laughs> caught uh, <laughs> that are like, let's say, accidental or something. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I guess we could. After all that, you know, I, I, after all this discussion about it, I just want to tell listeners how to opt out of Amazon Sidewalk. Uh, and again, this will only be relevant to our US listeners right now. So here's what you do. Open up your Alexa app on your phone, go to more, go to settings, tap account settings, and there you'll see Amazon Sidewalk and you opt out. Uh, and don't worry, I've seen a lot of articles saying like, you have one week to opt out of Amazon Sidewalk. I mean, it starts on June 8th, but the opt-out feature is not going away. So <laughs> don't worry, you can still opt out after June 8th. It's, it's in your control whenever you choose to opt out. And I, I think that's all the time we really have today. Oh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you. And Isaac, you as well. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Welcome. And it was nice to share the, the show with Isaac, like very knowledgeable as well. Good people. <laughs> Said Brian, it's always a pleasure. Okay, thank you very much. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Remember, we have a new episode every 
Monday morning. And uh, I can't opt you into subscribing to the podcast uh, by default. Unfortunately, you have to take that action. If I had that power, I would totally do it. You can't trust me with power. But uh, please subscribe to the podcast. You can do it on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, really wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Jackson.